Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Flowers podcast. This is your host, Carly Rasbaugh, and I'm so happy to be recording again. Um, I don't even know how long it's been. It's definitely been over, um, I think it's been maybe four months. That's insane, and I am so happy to be recording again, and I have a lot to say and huge plans. Um, so thank you guys for coming back and listening again. If you're new here, hi, my name is Carly Rasbaugh, and I'm an 18-year-old teenager who, you know, has her own struggles mentally, and I'm just kind of navigating my life and um, kind of a little bit of an update on where I'm at right now. So I did move to Georgia from Indiana um, about two months ago. I think it'll be two months this week. So I'm living in Georgia and I moved with my parents and it's just a very new scene for me. Um, I don't really know anybody and it's been, uh, it's been a struggle. Um, I had a pretty hard adjustment um, to the life down here and um, I just graduated high school in June. So, you know, I had plans to go to college and I'm very driven and academically, you know, um, I get driven person and I was ready to go to college and excited and spoiler alert, I am not in college right now. Um, it just didn't work out for me for the semester and I had planned to go to school and for the spring semester, but with the way the cards are showing for me right now, um, I think it's better for me to wait till next fall to start college. Um, and that's been really hard for me to accept because I don't like the idea of having to take a full year off and miss out on a year or fall behind, I guess. But that's all because I'm comparing my journey to other people's journey, which is not fair to myself. And we're all, you know, doing our own things. And going to, at different speeds and doing different things. So I really cannot compare my life to anybody else's. So yeah, um, I'm currently just, you know, living life and I've gone through a lot in the last couple months. So I've been really working on healing and, you know, kind of figuring out what I want to do with my future and um, really taking time for myself and fixing relationships and um, focusing on my family relationship and things like that. So yeah, I'm currently doing well. That w- <laughs> I would not be able to say that about a month ago. Um, I am in therapy and that's been good. And I have a lot of exciting plans in the next couple months. And I'm just, I feel very alive right now. Like I, I have the world at my fingertips and I'm able to do whatever I want. And I mean, it's it's been really, really hard to get to this mindset where I feel okay with what I'm doing, but, you know, life's too short to dwell on things that aren't worth worrying about, which kind of brings me into what I want this episode to be about. So I have taken a lot of time off from podcasting, and I think that was very well needed. Um, I'm a very different person now than I was, you know, in April, the last time you heard from me. Um, I've really been trying to find my peace, I guess. Um, You'll hear this term a lot, um, protecting your peace. And 
that kind of is, you know, doing what makes you happy, not letting negativity get to you, you know, weeding out bad people in your life, things like that. That's what protecting your peace means to me. And, um, you know, I struggle with letting things go, letting people go, um, moving forward with different things. So um, this episode, I really want to talk about how to let go of something, let go of somebody, um, and, you know, finding peace and protecting your peace. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so I know we all have somebody in our life or a situation in our life where, you know, what's happening doesn't really serve a positive point in your life, I guess. Um, For me, you know, letting go of people can be really difficult. Um, I struggle moving forward from relationships or friendships and things like that when they no longer serve purpose to me. Um, I really, you know, like this last month, I really focused on what I look for in a friendship or what I look for in a relationship. And if somebody's not, you know, meeting those expectations, it's okay to end that relationship or not put effort towards it since, you know, if it's not doing good for you, why keep, you know, working for it, you know? I just said, you know, like seven times, it's fine. (laughs) Um, So if this is you, if you're struggling with, um, you know, if this person is for me or not for me, and I don't know how to let them go, I don't know if they're being a positive person on my life or a negative person on my life, um, I put together five questions that you can ask yourself um, to decide if this person is supposed to be in your life or if they are somebody you should probably let go. And I believe this works for both relationships and friendships. Um, For me, this relates a little bit more to relationships right now. Um, So yeah, so the first question I have is, is there more negative thoughts than positive thoughts when you think of this person? So do the bad things or the bad things they've said to you or the bad experiences, do they outweigh the positive experiences that you've experienced with this person? Do they bring more negative actions, thoughts, um, energy into your life more than positive thoughts, energy, and actions in your life? Um, You really should ask yourself that question because we want positive things. We want good people in our life. We want, you know, to always keep moving forward and to grow. And if this person is bringing negative thoughts or energy to your life, you're not going to be able to grow. Just saying. Okay, the next question to ask yourself. Whatever happened with this person, is it worth the worry? You know, almost always the answer to this question is no. I'm a very strong believer on if this is not going to matter in five years, why should I spend five minutes on it? You know, if this person's not texting you back, that's fine. If they're not texting you back, somebody else will text you back. If they don't want you, somebody else will. Never fight for somebody who does not want you back because you're not going to change their mind. You're only going to push them farther away. That's a really hard pill for me to swallow honestly. And to preach that really is funny because 
I'm, it's like calling the kettle black, calling the pot, but you know, you know that saying that your parents would say, yeah, that's me right now. You know, we are so zoomed in sometimes on this person or this experience or um, situation that we forget that there's a whole other perspective of life out there and we need to zoom out a little bit. We get so selfish and we get so just zoomed in on what's going on that we don't really see the whole picture. Um, So whatever happened with this person, whether it's, you know, did they say something to you that hurt your feelings? Did um, they do something to you? Did they, do they not show effort for you? Do they, you know, read your messages and not respond? Are they saying they want to commit to not commit? You know, is this really worth the worry or can we move on and find something better? Ask yourself that. Next question. Third question. What do they offer you that you can't offer yourself or another person offer you? I'm just saying anything anybody can offer you, you can offer yourself. And that goes for love, happiness, success. You can all do that yourself. It's amazing to get that from another person. If you have a person that you are wanting that from and they're not giving it to you, that's a real thought provoker. You know, is this person really doing the best that they can for me? Especially if you're doing it for them. You know, if you're going out of your way to talk to this person about things that are bothering them or giving them love and support, you know, going the extra mile, if they're not doing that for you back, why are you still doing it? You know what I mean? You, you're putting more effort into somebody who is just feeding, you know, you're feeding this person and they're taking in and they're getting better, but you're not getting better. And it's a two way street. Okay. So ask yourself, Are they offering me something that I can't offer myself or get from another person? Fourth question, how do you feel when you're with them? And, you know, I I asked myself this question the other day about somebody that I was struggling with trying to figure out if I should continue to care about or, you know, put effort in and worry and, like, work on our relationship. How do I really feel when I'm with them? Because I could lie and I, you know, I first off said, you know, oh my gosh, like I really like being around them. They make me feel good. Like I've had nothing but good experiences when I'm with them. Well, let's dig a little deeper there. Do you feel seen, heard, and understood when you're with this person? Do they listen to you? Do they remember the things you say? That's a big one. Do you have conversations of death? Of death. Uh, oh my gosh, no. Do you have converse, conversations of depth with this person? To me, these last four questions are very important to me. You know, if I'm with somebody, I want to feel seen, heard, and understood. I want them to listen to what I have to say. I want them to remember what I say to them. And if they are not, you know, reaching those expectations, then, you know, I'm not having the best time with them. Um, Last and final question, number five. Has your worth become dependent on, on their attention or effort? Let me repeat that again. 
Has your worth become dependent on their attention or effort? Let's take a moment. <laughs> um, I'm very guilty of getting so wrapped up in somebody else's um, attention that they give me or recognition and I forget that I need more than that. You know, somebody can say things to you all day that make you feel good, but at the end of the day, if they have no commitment, no future with you, you know, it's it's not something that you should continue continually work on. Um that's really hard to kind of admit that the way you view yourself can be so determined by another person and their satisfaction with you. Because at the end of the day, you're your own person. You're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. People come and go all the time. So your worth should be determined on what you want, not what another person wants, and not how another person views you, but how you feel yourself. So we get so wrapped up in a person and what they want and how they view you and what they think is right that we forget that, you know, we have our own goals and aspirations and our own expectations and, um, what is the word? Oh my goodness. We have our own, you know, needs and wants from somebody. And if they're not meeting them, then why are we still sticking around? That's, it's really easy to say that and to believe that you should leave in a situation like that, but to actually do it is another. Um, but yeah. So those are my five questions that you should ask yourself if you are struggling to let somebody go. Um, I'm going to repeat them over one more time. Number one, is there more negative thoughts than positive thoughts? Number two, whatever happened with this person, is it worth the worry? Number three, what do they offer you that you can't offer yourself or another person offer? Number four, how do you truly feel when you're with them? And number five, has your worth become dependent on their attention or effort? Okay, so now that you've asked yourself those questions, um, if you feel like, yeah, you know what, maybe this is somebody I should work on letting go or um, somebody I should break up with, somebody I should um, end a relationship with, um, great. It's easier said than done. Um, now I have five tips on how to move forward or feel better after cutting that person off or ending something. Um, it's really easy to be like, yeah, this person's bad for me, but I'm just going to keep talking to them because, you know, I feel good sometimes when I talk to them, even though I also feel bad when I talk to them, but I'd rather, you know, have them than have nobody. No. Nope, nope, nope. We're not doing that. I'm giving you five tips on how to move on and feel better after letting somebody go. Okay, so first tip. I love this tip and I just did it the other day, so I have some to share. So the first tip is you're going to list healthy habits and goals, okay? So a couple examples of healthy habits. I have journaling, working out, 
therapy, painting, um, piano lessons, Spanish. Like I want to get better at Spanish. I want to learn how to play the piano. Um, those are goals that I have for myself. I also want to get nine hours of sleep and I want to start meditating and I need to drink more water. Um, I want to go on nightly or morning walks. Those are just healthy habits and healthy goals that you can set for yourself that, you know, the more that you put work into yourself, you know, do more self-care, take care of your body and your mind, the healthier you're going to feel and the better you're going to feel. Um, huge one for me is less phone time, especially if you're trying to stop talking to somebody that you mainly talk to over the phone. Um, less phone time, less social media time is huge. Um, stop stalking them, unadd them, you know, whatever you have to do. Which brings me to the next one. No contact. Absolutely no contact. Whether, you know, if you guys end on good terms, that's amazing. I'm really happy. But if you truly are serious about letting this person go, you have to go no contact. Whether that means unfollowing them, unadding them, blocking them, deleting your social media off your phone, you know, whatever you have to do to go no contact is important. I've seen a lot of people say two to three months is a good length. If this, you know, if this person has really wronged you or if you're really struggling to let this person go, it's amazing what no contact will do. And this also means, you know, if they text you, hey, I miss you or hey, can we talk? You don't say anything petty back. You you take time for yourself. You do what you feel is right at the end of the day. No petty, sorry, who is this? Wrong number. Like no pettiness. We're We're going no contact no contact. Okay, third tip. You're going to write their name out at the top on, on a piece of paper, okay? And then you're going to draw a line down the middle of the paper, and on the left side, you're going to have likes, things that you like about this person, and on the right side, you're going to have dislikes, so things you dislike about this person. And you're going to do the dislikes first, so you're going to write down all the things that you dislike about this person. So let's say we don't like Terry. Okay, let's say we're breaking up with Terry. We're writing Terry at the top of my page. We got the line likes and dislikes. On the dislike side, we have I don't like the way Terry talks to me. I don't like when Terry leaves me on red. I don't like when Terry leaves me undelivered. I don't like when Terry looks at my stories and still doesn't respond to me. I don't like when Terry talks to other girls. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, you keep going. Name all the dislikes. Then you go and you write your likes that you like about this person. I'm telling you that when you get to the likes side, it's going to be harder for you to write the likes than it is for you to write the dislikes. If you're serious or if you seriously think that this is somebody that you should let go, when you start this list, you're going to realize how little you actually like this person because of the things that they've made you feel, the negative thoughts that they've made you feel, the way that they've made you question yourself, um, the way that you have let yourself go in a way, you're going to realize that when you make this list. Okay, tip number four. If you can attach, you can detach. This is a huge one that I, you know, <laughs> I am a victim of attachment. I have a, I think... I don't remember what it's called. It's like 
a nervous attachment style or oh anxious attachment style i think once i start to care about somebody and we have you know serious conversations or an intimate moment or something like that i attach to them and i get so zoomed in on you know the good things the conversations we've had uh, the way that they made me feel you know the moments that we've had together that i struggle with detaching from that but make the person a real person and realize that, you know, I had a life before I met this person. I have laughed before I met this person. I used to smile when I, before I met this person, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to smile after this person too. It's a whole cycle, of course, but I promise you that if you can attach to somebody, you can also detach. And the last tip this is more word of advice, but you're going to remember who you are and what you have to offer. A lot of times we get so caught up in the, another person and what they do for you. But let's think about what we do for them, right? What do we bring to the table? In what ways have we been a blessing to their life, right? I, I like to think of myself as a strong kind, loving person. You know, I bring a lot of love and support to the table. And I feel like I give a lot of love and support to people even when they don't deserve it. And that's a quality that I'm very proud of that I have, you know, that I'm able to treat people with kindness even when they don't deserve it. You know, I feel like I bring a lot to the table and you do too. And you should be able to say that with confidence and kind of empower yourself to be like, yeah, I, he's cool or they're cool. She's cool, but I'm cool too. And this is what I bring to the table. These are amazing qualities about myself that other people should recognize and, you know, make a big deal because it is a big deal. You're a big deal. You're a cool person. So you should recognize that. And if the other person doesn't recognize that, then guess what? That is their loss, not yours. Okay. So now that we have our five tips, I'm going to read them back out to you. And, you know, I recommend you writing down the five questions to ask yourself and also these five tips to make you feel better. Um, journaling honestly helps me. So if I write things out, I'm likely to remember them more, so I'm going to go back over them. So the first tip is you're going to list healthy habits and goals. Try no contact, two to three months. Try writing their name out and writing out the likes and dislikes. Remember, you can attach. If you can attach, you can detach. And the last tip, remember who you are and what you have to offer. All right, party people. So now that we have our five questions and our five tips, I do have some things to remind you. Um, these are just things to remember when you're going through a hard time, especially when you're dealing with a lot of emotions pertaining to another person. Um, it's just, it's nice to hear these things. So I'm going to say them. So a couple things to remember. We're all humans. We're all just trying our best and we, you know, we have emotions. It's okay to feel emotions and to feel sadness and to feel anger towards somebody. That is completely natural and normal. Your boundaries are important and your mistakes do not define you at all. If you feel like you've done 
way too much. It's not a mistake. You know, it's okay to try hard and to make somebody see you, but at the end of the day, if they don't see you, then you just have to move on. Watering a rock does not make it soft. You can keep putting effort into somebody, but at the, at the end of the day, if it's really not doing anything for the relationship that you're trying to build, then there's no point in trying to grow it anymore if the other person is not, you know, taking care of it as well as you are. Um, I'm very huge that time will reveal whose loss it truly was and time will tell. You know, it takes a while to heal and to really feel better after losing somebody or losing a relationship or friendship with somebody. It's really, really hard, um, especially if you've been with them for a very long time. But at the end of the day, time will heal. Don't let your mind and your heart be at war. So if your heart really wants this person, but your mind is telling you that they're not good for you, there's all these bad things about this person. Your mind and your heart need to come together and kind of create a, a solution because it just causes so much more stress when you are confused emotionally and mentally and everything. Um, missing someone does not make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. And it makes sense if you miss them. It's okay to miss somebody. But don't run back to them because the feeling, the hole that they left, don't run back to them because the feeling of the heaviness and the hole is too much. You know, when we lose somebody that we really care about or somebody that we've been with for a very long time, it's like they take a little part of you with them. So we can feel a lot of heaviness and like there's a hole. But don't let that feeling kind of, you know, mask what really is going on, I guess. And, you know, what you should do, your healing, what's good for you. Don't let that, you know, dictate your healing journey. And also healing doesn't happen overnight. I, I wish I could tell myself that like two months ago. Healing does not happen overnight. It's okay to be sad, it's okay to be mad, and it's okay to be happy eventually. You're gonna have really good days and you're gonna have really bad days. That's just how it goes, it's how the way work, it's how the way the world works, it's how humans work, it's just, things take time. But you can't sacrifice your sanity and your self-care for somebody else. And, you know, really taking the time to heal will help you practice that more. And I promise you that the sadness will pass and the hurt will fade. And it's okay to miss them and miss what you guys had. And it's okay to wish that, you know, things could have worked out, but the right person will choose you as deeply as you choose them. And I strongly believe that whoever it is you're trying to let go, whether that's a friendship or a relationship or a family member or somebody that you thought that you were gonna have a future with, or have in your future, I promise you that if they're meant to be with you or be in your life, then they will be in your life. You'll re 
reconcile, that's what it's called. You'll reconcile, re reconcile. I don't know. And you'll meet again and you know, things will be how they're supposed to be. But sometimes for a while we should take a break and we should, you know, work on ourselves. And sometimes the other person really needs to work on themselves and you need to give them time to grow. And while they're growing, you grow and you work on yourself. You practice self-care, you practice good mental health and work on your physical health. You know, you have the opportunity to become whoever you want to be and to focus on whatever you want because that's how life is. We don't have to, you know, follow any kind of blueprint. We are allowed to heal and grow and develop into whatever we want to be and whoever we want to be. I can really say from experience that time will tell. And when you take the time to work on healing yourself, it makes the world of a difference. Um, you know, losing a friendship, specifically a friendship that both people have put in a lot of time and effort in can be really heartbreaking. Sometimes I think friendships are more important to us than, you know, intimate relationships are. Um, so when you lose a friend, you lose definitely a part of you. So, you know, taking the time to heal that part of you and kind of build yourself back up and build a circle and be surrounded by people that love and care about you is really, really important. Um, yeah. So, on that note, I want you to remind yourself of how loved you are and that everything is going to be okay. I know it sucks right now and whatever you're feeling or whatever you're going through is sounds so and just it just feels so never ending. But I promise you that, you know, everything that you've gone through and every hardship that you faced, you've gotten through. There's never been something that has ended you because you've always gotten through it, whether you know, you came out with marks or scratches, you know, we always get through it. So that is my hope to you that you continue to get through it day by day. And when you go through the bad days, have hope that tomorrow can be a good day, you know? All right, listeners. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, again, I want to thank you for listening and, um, you know, thank you for taking time off with me. I hope everybody is doing well and I appreciate you guys for coming back and listening. Um, again, if you're new here or if you forgot, I do have an Instagram. Um, go follow that at No Rain of Flowers podcast. I post a lot of updates and information about my podcast and things like that. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, there's always Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. There's a lot of different things that I release on. And all of that information is covered on my Instagram. So go make sure you follow that. Again, that's No Rain, No Flowers podcast. Um, and yeah, I, I'm excited for this new era, I guess, where I'm naming this season, season of peace. I'm in my protecting my peace era, I guess. Um, I've really worked really hard to get to where I am today and to be able to sit here with a new laptop and a new microphone and 
goals and hopes and dreams and everything is just amazing. And I've, I've worked really, really hard on this podcast and I strongly believe hard work pays off. So continue to listen in. Um, I'm going to try and release episodes every Friday, but you know, you never know what could happen during the week. So yeah, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.